What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 464 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts. She's back, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I would like to live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> with uh, monsters and stuff living underneath it? Mm, I don't know about that. Nice secluded cabin. Depends on if they're sexy monsters. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest movie on Netflix. That's right, guys. Chris Hemsworth is Extraction 2. But before we get into all of that... How the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, we missed you last week. I think I know without you even having seen the movie what you would have thought of The Flash, so you dodged a bullet. <laughs> but how the hell are you this week? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Last week, uh, we all went to Awesome Con. I got to write up something for it and everything. But uh, you can check out my pictures on the Facebook page. Um, it, was, it was it was really cool, and uh, I met a lot of nice people. I did meet a couple of douchebags, but mostly nice people. Awesome. Did you uh, see anything particular that jumped out at you that was quote unquote awesome at Awesome Con? Yeah, I mean, I always really like Artist Alley at Awesome Con. Uh, every, everybody does something super different. In I met the owner of a shop called Arcadian Chain, and she makes chainmail stuff. She makes chainmail earrings, chainmail shirts. She made like the uh, Infinity Gauntlet out of chainmail, which was really cool. Put a picture up on of it on our Facebook, and she she was super super nice. All of the Artist Alley people are, for the most part, very nice, and I love talking to them about their art and and how long it takes them to do stuff. And the booths are really cool. The the thing about AwesomeCon that's much different than other comic book conventions that I've been to and other cons that I've been to is they kind of blend in all realms of interest. So like they have a section for authors, they have a section for science fiction, they have a section for cosplay, they have a section for kids, they have a section for like careers in this type of industry. So they have NASA there and everything, which is really cool. And NASA always has a really interesting display. They have they have a there was another place. I'm blanking on what it was, but it was it was another science booth where you could play piano with some clay, which was really cool. So they they have like a myriad of booths and variety and stuff that you don't 
generally see at other conventions. Normally it's just like artist alley and then stuff to buy in, in this has like interactive booths where you can do different stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you had a good time. We look forward to your write up and we are happy to have you back. Marcellus Reagans. How the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I was a little bit under the weather last week because uh, just because I'm getting old and, uh, you know, I <laughs> that's been, not why I haven't been properly taking care of myself. You know, last week we reviewed The Flash, which is a popular, you know, it's a highly anticipated movie that was coming out this year. And, uh, you know, obviously we do a we are doing a movie review pop culture podcast. So I wanted to. After we did the episode, which was great, shout out to John for joining us. John from The Pint, a pop culture podcast. He joined us for the episode and it came out great. I wanted to make sure I got it edited and out for the adoring fans out there in Kuwait. Because, uh, you know, that's where, <laughs> that's where The Flash is the most popular at. Uh, Big ups um, to Myanmar. Right exactly. <laughs> Myanmar loves The Flash. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I got the episode out. So I stayed up a little bit later than I should have. And when I woke up the next day, my body was like, that was dumb. And now we're we're shutting you off <laughs> from any How activities. How late did you stay up, Mark? Uh, like four-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, you know, normally isn't that bad. I mean, I go to Dragon Con. I stay up all night party getting a couple hours of sleep is not a big deal at least it used to not be a big deal now i'm a old man i'm a much older man so now it's starting to hurt so yeah so if i'm saying all that to say if the episode doesn't come out on its usual time moving forward just know that your boy is taking care of himself you know he's <laughs> you know a pod before life can only go so far <laughs> <laughs> Well, we said no weeks off. We didn't commit to a specific day the show was coming out. You know, that's eleven fifty nine and fifty nine <laughs> seconds on a Saturday night. If the show is on Podbean, then it's it's not a week off. That that counts. That counts. Lord knows, back in our first year when someone else was around and was editing the show, that uh, there were some weeks that ended up like that. So. <laughs> I do appreciate you putting that pod before life, but uh, yeah, man, take care of yourself. What are you doing? I know, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but that's, that's, I don't think the listeners really understand. Like if you, if you are a podcaster that listens, like we love everybody that listens, yes. don't get it twisted, but if you're a podcaster that listens, then you understand what Mark's talking about when it comes to editing. If you're not a podcaster, um, I know cause there, I try to edit once a month. So Mark doesn't jump off a bridge, but <laughs> It takes about an hour per fifteen minutes of the show to edit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's a while. It's it, it's a it's a deep commitment um, to get it to sound the way that you want it to sound. Right. I mean, we could have it sound like trash and just throw it out <laughs> right. there. But I mean, yeah, it, it takes it takes a while. Usually, you know, for me, I try to get it so you know I sit down at like five o'clock, six o'clock on a Monday night, and just maybe around ten or eleven, I'm done. But it's it's tough. It's tough. So appreciate you, Mark. We love you. Appreciate you. Don't die. <laughs> I don't, don't want to edit every week. Jesus Christ. Exactly. It takes a lot to get my O's out. <laughs> so I'll, there'll be like a big pause, and then there'll be you can see it coming. It's like a, a blur, but like a like when uh, <laughs> what's his name is sitting there in the Matrix and he's just staring at the green, right? <laughs> and uh. Neil's like talking to him. And he's like, yeah, that, there's a blonde girl, a gray, a gray haired girl, 
like you get to a point where you get to see them. Like, oh, here comes Aubrey saying, um, and then a pop. <laughs> you can just see it. I'm sure it's even worse for Mark. I think he sees it in the hallway when he, he's walking. <laughs> he dreams Mark, have you ever raised your, your hand up in the hallway and just seen like audacity waves in front of you and been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, but I have, I do get to the point where, yeah, I can see, you can actually see sounds if you edit enough podcasts. Yep. Like, uh, I know exactly what that sound is. I'm just going to chop that right out. <laughs> well, we are uh, masochists with no life. So no, no worries, guys. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I appreciate but you guys. I am, I'm barely surviving, well, but, but how are you doing this week, Joey? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, we had some stuff going on uh, at the house. So uh, that was a pretty wild, kind of crazy, stressful week. But, uh, you know, works work. And I got a new second job. So I'll be starting my new second job this week coming up and uh, hopefully getting a lot more hours. Make sure uh, racking up some money in my savings account because uh, New York Comic Con is looming. Uh, and it's, it's about three months away as we talk about this and, and it's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, a, a couple weeks ago I was thinking I was going to be uh, sleeping in like a homeless shelter and eating like $1 pizza slices the entire time I was there. Right. But now that I have a new second job, I will be, uh, hopefully having some, some money so I can actually have a hotel room and eat food and enjoy myself. So, uh, yeah. And, and I might be able to afford the, uh, GI Joe HasLab helicopter, which is the most important thing going on right now in life. Um, hashtag dragon, dragonfly before life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really it. Uh, I, I did it something really weird this weekend, guys. And I, I don't know how you guys feel about this or um if you've even experienced it at all in the last uh, eight and a half years ish eight and 8.75 years since we started the podcast yeah. i went to the movies it was not for the podcast <laughs> i've done that plenty of times i love going to the movies i also love going to the movies but i was just like wow i went to the movies and it had nothing to do with the podcast it was very strange <laughs> just a weird <laughs> feeling <laughs> I didn't have to guard my feelings on the movie uh, on social media or anything. I just, you know, I got, I just went to the movies. It was weird. It's <laughs> like very weird. Like a normal person, not a podcaster. That's right. That's right. So I will talk about what I went to see later on when we get to recommendations. But it was a very strange feeling to go to the movies and not have it be for the podcast. <laughs> so enough about us. You know what, guys? Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please. Tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Her Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWasHerPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our T Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, 
you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? Craziest thing to me is that Aubrey never saw that movie. Oh, oh you're going to love it, Aubrey. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if she'd like it or not, but uh, it certainly wasn't as scary as we thought it was going to be when we originally scheduled it. So you would have been fine. You could have handled it. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about our main topic this week, and that is Extraction 2 on Netflix. Put this on the schedule because, one, there's a lull in the schedule, so uh, we need something to watch. And two, I know Mark and Aubrey, you guys loved the first one. Mm -hmm. I really liked the first one. Yeah, me too. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I just didn't like it as much as you guys did, but, you know. Uh, I'm always down for more action movies, so here we go. Chris Helmsworth is Extraction 2 on Netflix. As always, we're going to start off non-spoiler, so we're not going to spoil the movie at all. We're just going to give you what we thought, and then we'll drop the drop delineating spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can bounce. You'll at least know what we thought, and the rest of you stick around for a little more in-depth discussion. But to get started, Mark Ellis Reagans, what did you think of Extraction 2? You know, I... I wasn't really sure what they would do with Extraction 2 because if you watch the first one, it seemed pretty definitive that that character was gone, <laughs> that he was dead and not coming back. So my main concern was wondering how they were going to bring him back. And once they explained how he comes back, that's when I'm like, oh, this is the type of movie that we're dealing with. So when my brain clicked there, I was able to enjoy this movie. I think it is a fun ride. I think it is a pure popcorn adventure. It reminded me of the old, like, Chuck Norris is missing in action movies. Like, here's a simple premise. Here's our hero. Stuff gets blown up. And these are the bad guys. So, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how about you? Does this live up to the first movie for you? Um, No. I, I think I enjoyed the first movie a lot more than I enjoyed this one. I wouldn't say I hated this one. It just wasn't as good as the first one. And definitely, I, I had some minor issues with it. Wow. Um, I am completely the opposite of you, Aubrey, because uh, I liked the first one, but I didn't love it like you guys did. And I was more or less blown away by this one. I thought yes. this was light years ahead of the first one. Yeah. Uh, in terms of action, in terms of uh, directorial work, in, in terms of a lot of things. Um, th there are some issues. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I thought this was way better than the first one. So uh, at least we all didn't hate it. Let's just go there. We No one hated the movie. <laughs> looks like we're all at least uh, somewhat of a thumbs up for you. Now, we're going to have to spoil the movie to tell you how much of a thumb is going up Extraction 2. But... <laughs> The rest of you stick around while Mark Ellis will drop the drop, and it's time to spoil Extraction, comma, T-O-O. <laughs> extraction 2, Mannequin on the Move. <laughs> uh, I've got some spoilers. Who wants to hear a spoiler? Here's a spoiler. 
you will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about this movie with spoilers. Ahoy. Things that you liked about it. Marcellus Reagans, you're much more positive than Aubrey was. So what are things you liked about the movie? Uh, you know, I will kind of agree with Aubrey. Um, well, not even though I, I'm not sure what she liked more about the first one. I will say the first one had much better character development, much better intentions, I guess you could say. Uh, this movie, it doesn't give a shit about it. it. tries to do it, but it doesn't really give a shit about that stuff. It's like we are just going to do a throwback action movie. So that's one of the things that I loved about it. It's that complete 80s movies vibe. This is definitely the, the movie that's like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like we saw him get shot in the neck and drown in the first movie. <laughs> and then the way he comes back is like, oh, he just watched the punch shore. He's fine. How did that happen? Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The premise of the story is simple as hell. It's just an extraction. It just happens to be someone that's close to him. Uh, there's a 22 minute sequence in the middle of this movie. That's like almost like a complete one take, even though it's obviously not, but they yeah, there's some, there's some cheats in it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's made that way. It's, but it's designed to make you think it's all done in one take and it's 22 minutes. The one that they did in the first movie, I want to say was 12 minutes, I think. Uh, so this one, they upped the ante and there's a lot of real practical explosions in it. There, if you watch like some of the behind the scenes stuff, like there is a camera that's like inside of the car with them. Things are blowing up. The camera gets handed to a guy on a motorcycle. The motorcycle cameraman rides and follows the other action. So a lot of it is is uh, legitimate. It's not like all CG stuff. Uh, so that 22 minute sequence is just fantastic. Uh, and also the girl that played Nick. Um, Goshifta Farahani, Farahani. Uh, I was glad to see her back in it. They gave her a lot more to do in this one. Um, and I really became attached to her as a character, uh, especially because she was kind of like a, almost like a man in a chair in the first movie and like a little sniper action at the end. But this one, she like, she, she actually gets in there, gets her hands dirty, gets to kick some ass. And I was really, I was really happy to see her like, team up with uh with our hero chris hemsworth so yeah it's just a fun popcorn action movie and as long as you can turn your brain off it's almost like if you made a fast and a furious movie but you took out all of the cars <laughs> <laughs> just just dumb action that's somewhat a little bit more believable uh, so yeah I, I love this movie i i think the action is a little more stylized than fast and furious <laughs> uh, yeah okay i'll give you that Aubrey Litchfield, you are a little less enthusiastic than Marcellus, but what are some things you liked about it? And you can say Chris Hemsworth as your number one, if that's what you want. Um, I liked the back and forth between Chris Hemsworth and and Nick and uh, what's his name? Yeah, Foz. Yes, yes. I liked the back and forth between the three of them. I thought it was really funny when he bought a shirt and then he put it on his dog. Um, they have a, a really good relationship, and I think that that comes across very well in this movie. I liked the idea, the the whole story idea that you know, his ex wife calls him and asks him to save her sister, who's married to this guy who runs a mob kind of thing. You know, it, it's a good idea for for this type of movie i thought that it wasn't cheesy in any means i did enjoy you know that 
it, it's not a it's not a fan service movie in some aspects like certain people die in it and um like the little girl gets hurt so it, it's not like they're it's not like they're making critical decisions to not anger the audience so that I do enjoy and I think that the idea of an extraction is not like a typical action movie that I hate so the uh, the overarching idea works for me in an action movie I guess all right. Cool. 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 All right. Well, uh, you know, for me, I'm going to say the action is just fucking awesome in this movie. And like Mark said, the there's 22 minute sequence from when he goes in to save them from the prison to when they finally are done <laughs> getting them away involving, you know, they're going through the hallways. He's fighting people in the hallways and they escape. They get into the yard They have to fight like 200 people in the in the prison yard. Then they escape. They they're on a train and there's helicopters and there's people on the train. And let's it just it never it felt like it was never ending. And I was like, I, I'd be fine if the rest of the movie was this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need any more talking for the rest of the movie. Just keep this going. But, yeah, I mean, it was really badass and was really well shot and really well stylized. And I don't think it was on a level of John Wick, but it wasn't far away from that. It, it was that well done and that well shot. I hate when, and I've said a million times on the podcast, I hate when they'll do shaky cam or quick cuts to like hide stuff. This, even when people are fighting close quarters, like um, she's fighting those two guys in the train um, driver's booth or whatever it's called they still pull the camera back and let you see what's happening in there. So you're seeing the moves and the, and the fighting and stuff. It's not a bunch of quick cuts and hidden stuff. And it was just done really, really well. And and there's other action sequences as well in the tower. That was really good too. So they, it's not just one set piece in the rest of the movie rests on its laurels. All the action set pieces in this are freaking awesome. And it's worth the price of admission just for those. Um, I like Chris Helmsworth in the movie. Um, it's nice to see him have something successful that's not Thor. Um, I thought it was hilarious that I told Jen what I needed to watch for the podcast. And she's like, all right, well, I'll be downstairs. And then once I got it up and running, immediately Ilgis Alba appeals on screen. Right. And I'm like, ah, where'd Jen go? She love this. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, they do a good job. It's a simple movie. It, it's very, the, the action sequences are not simple. They're very complex and like set up and crazy. It's just the, plot is really simple this girl is in a prison being held by russian or eastern european gangsters um please go save her okay (laughs) it goes from there it's it's not a very complicated plot and it starts to get a little up its ass with lore um but never enough where you were like oh crap i should have rewatched the first one or read a wikipedia synopsis Uh, you're able to pretty much glean what's going on so i i mean Honestly, what carries this movie is the action sequences. And uh, Olga Kurilikino, Linko, as his wife, is really hot, too. So. <laughs> Star of uh, Black Widow. <laughs> she, she started in a lot more than that, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately for her, she was in a lot more than Black Widow. Yeah, um, but she's very attractive. So I can see why uh, why he would marry her. But, you know, I, again, to me, this this movie comes down to one thing and it's action sequences. And these are that 22 minute one is probably the best 
action sequence I've seen all year that was not in John Wick 4. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I That's the, the highest possible praise I can give it. <laughs> 100%. I know Paul from the countdown is going to love it because it's a one shot or like faux one shot sequence for 22 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know I could, I could see where they cut a few times, but man, that is, that's some top tier action filmmaking. And I was really happy with it, but there's gotta be things we didn't like about the movie. Marcellus Reagan's give me some things you did not like about this movie. Something that I somewhat appreciate that they did, but I don't think quite worked is they tried to give character development for characters that, aren't really that important or that we didn't really care about. Like they really went out of their way to show the story of these two brothers and how they came up in the world and how they started off, you know, moving a little bit of drugs and then they grew up to this big empire and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's basically a revenge story. One of the brothers dies and then the other brother's trying to get revenge. And they spend so much time on that, that it doesn't really like when the when the younger brother dies it doesn't really matter like who cares so i understand why they wanted to do something like that i just I don't feel like it really worked that well um the part of her younger brother of um nick's younger brother i don't remember him from the first movie at all uh, but he got a lot of screen time in this one and again there's another story of a little brother who they you know develop his character and it's like it doesn't it doesn't really seem that important he's not really part of the He's kind of part of the team, but he doesn't really, you know, he's not cool like the other guys from the first movie. So then, in spoilers, he winds up dying too at the end. And then I see this movie is written by Joe Russo, you know, of Joe and Anthony Russo. And I'm like, is Joe Russo just trying to kill off his younger brother? Like, is that, is there some kind of, <laughs> is there some kind of thing about little brothers that he's just like writing into his scripts now? So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. It's supposed to be like uh, Star Wars. It's poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and the other thing uh, that kind of annoyed me is that at the end of the first movie, there's this amazing scene where we pick up with the uh, the kid that had to get extracted in the first movie. He gets saved. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, Tyler Rake, gets shot up like Swiss cheese, shot in the neck, hits the water, sinks, s- supposedly drowns. But then at the end of the first one, the kid, you know, he's back to his normal life. And he looks up and he sees someone standing there by the, uh, I'm sorry, he's he's swimming. He comes out of the water and you see someone standing there by the pool, uh, by the swimming pool, and you don't know who it is. And you're supposed to, as an audience member, you think, oh, shit, is that Tyler Rake? Did Tyler Rake survive? What does this mean? Why is he back? So I was hoping that part two would kind of pick up on that scene or at least touch on the um, the kid, like his life now or anything, anything that connected directly to that scene at the end of the first one. And they don't. They they find him. He washes ashore. They save his life. Rehab. Uh, he does his Rocky Four montage training where he's <laughs> running up the mountain and shit to get like back into it. And uh, yeah, then he's back. So I really wanted a little bit more connection to the character, the extraction character of the first movie. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? I think that there were um, some dialogue choices in this movie that I didn't quite like. There, there was like small jokes. I wish I wrote them down because they were not funny. And it was like some back and forth between, you know, all the characters and Rake and, and he would make some really stupid quip that was very cheesy. And <laughs> I didn't like that. 
I also feel like if you didn't watch the first one, you don't care about these characters in this movie. It doesn't transition very well in the the first one. I don't even remember when it came out. So I almost feel like I had to watch the first one to really care about these characters in the second one. There wasn't very good character development in ways. And in, in like Markella said, there was character development in weird places in this movie. And it's almost like an assumption that you you just watched the first one. So then you care about these movies into the second one. I also, there were, there were certain things that didn't, like Markella also said in the beginning, it, it's a very much like, don't worry about it. Like the brother dies in the helicopter and Nick is piloting and also screaming and having a whole meltdown because her brother just died. But somehow she keeps that helicopter straight while looking back at her brother falling apart and then somehow manages to land. And where did the helicopter go when they got to Rake's cabin in the woods that was also featured in the mother? Um, <laughs> So it's it's just I feel like we're going to be seeing that cabin in a lot of Netflix movies coming up. They they bought this cabin and they're like, this is great, great place to shoot some action movies. Let's let's see how it goes. We we got right. two down. Right, they're like, hey, we'll give you the two hundred million to make the movie, but you have to use this cabin in it in some way. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 the same exact cabin that we saw in the mother. Same exact place. So it's. You know, it's going to be in, in Netflix movies everywhere now. But it's, I don't really, the, the whole scene between him and his ex-wife was really cheesy and stupid too, where he's like trying to talk to her and then she's like, why did you leave, Rake? Actually, I don't care. But really, why did you leave? But I don't care. But why did you leave? So it's like, Jesus, nobody gives a shit. And, and that was super uh, forced and... It just, I could have done without a lot of that stuff. And I don't feel like the first movie had any of that. And like you, you see he has a troubled past, but you don't get into the emotions of it. And they just didn't play the emotions very well in this movie. And it made it kind of suck a little bit. All right. Well, uh, what did I not like about this movie? I think the first 20 minutes, half an hour. Yep. excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. The beginning of this movie had me really questioning why we were doing this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I almost was like, hey, Markellis, can you get to the movies and see such and such movie that me and Aubrey saw this past weekend of our own accord? <laughs> Because we could just do that instead <laughs> of me wasting two hours, two hours and three minutes um, <laughs> watching this movie. Uh, I think anytime the action stops, uh, it, it's like the movie runs into a brick wall and it's for right from the beginning. You know, we see him survive. OK, obviously, you know, he's damaged. He's beat up. Um, just there's just a lot of talking and a lot of. I guess it's like the calm before the storm. Right. But it just not having, I didn't know anything about the movie going in other than, you know, it's a sequel to extraction. I hadn't read any reviews. I hadn't listened to any podcasts reviewing it. So I didn't know like, okay, just get, you know, 25 minutes in. And then there's a 25 fucking minute action scene. That's going to make you jizz in your pants. Um, 
so I'm sitting there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, this is two hours long and, and nothing. There's nothing's happened. It's no fucking action yet. We watched him chop wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was getting really nervous, especially because we just watched the mother, which was a very similar plot line and was mostly boring and stupid. So <laughs> I was like, oh, God, it's like any like Aubrey said, he's practically in the same cabin. So it, it's it was just it definitely made me feel like holy crap i i don't know how you hit the ground running based on how the last movie ended because you really can't you have to show him you know recovering from that but man it was a long start half an hour um and then there's some times too where they get after the after the big action scene they get back to the apartment building where they're having the safe house and and there's some more talking and you know there's some stuff towards the end where he's in prison and there's talking i just felt like Anytime the movie stopped to take its breath, um, I just didn't give a shit enough about the story yeah. to be drawn in at all. The action in this movie is at times breathtaking and it's top tier. You know, that's what I said and what I like. The, the some of the, the action sequences here are top tier shit. Like it's fucking awesome. Uh please, you know, don't ever stop making movies like this. But in the in the interim, you know, in in, in a John Wick movie, they, it's not nonstop action, but what's happening in between the action is also interesting. This doesn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's got the action down, uh, kind of close, but the the storytelling is just not there. And like you said, Mark, like you know, they spend a little a little bit of time like setting up like oh these Russian brothers and blah 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 like all this stuff about the. The Russian or I don't know if they're not Russian, I'm sorry, uh, whatever they are, Eastern European like mafia thing that, that are after him. They s- spend a lot of time setting that up. And this is how the the thing works. And these are how the people were recruited and blah, blah, blah. blah. And at the end of the day, they're really just they killed one of the brothers. Uh, the other guy is the big bad that's always following him around in a truck. And the rest of them are just faceless, nameless guys that he kills. Right. <laughs> There's there's no there's no reason for all of that deep dive on that. You could have cut 20 minutes out of the movie right there. Um, you know, and this all oh, the drama with her son and her son. Is he going to go with the bad guys or the good guys and blow like it, it's all meaningless. And it, it it felt disingenuous because like their dad was keeping him in a prison cell. Right. <laughs> like, we never saw if you're going to show something, then show me why that kid would be like, oh, I want to stay with dad. Because it certainly didn't look like it was fun. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's just the story is kind of shitty. And it's it's almost superfluous to the movie. I mean, this is all about the action sequences. But, man, it would be nice to have some more meat on the bone there uh, for the storyline. But it, it's it's a it's a minor complaint. It's a minor complaint. Um, and it's just too long. That's the other thing. It's too long. Uh, this is another movie. It's over two hours long. And there's a whole bunch of stuff you could cut here. And I feel like a broken record, but I don't know why all of a sudden movies are now all have to be two to two and a half hours long. Like Aubrey, like you didn't see the flash, but that was almost two and a half hours long. Nobody wants that. I think I want it when it's warranted, you know, um, end game being three hours is excessive, but it's the end of a 10 year storyline in a movie. So that's fine. But, you know, Mark, did you feel the runtime at any time in this? Actually, for this one, I actually did not. I didn't even know it was over two hours until you just told me <laughs> just now. I was buckled in and ready to go through the whole thing. Um, and I, I do want to say, 
you know, in between the action, there isn't a lot of meat on the bones. But, you know, there is some meat. It's just not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it's like, true. That's true. It's like you bite into the, the the chicken wing and it's just like little gray, like, you know, flabby stuff. It's not like the good stuff. So Right. And they, that, I don't want to imply that there's no storyline. It's just what storyline they are presenting is either boring or stupid. So. <laughs> right. But at least they tried. They didn't just, you know, cut out an action scene and then have people talk to a computer and then another action scene. You know what I mean? Where it's like completely stupid in between. I agree. I agree. But I mean, that's really my only complaint about the movie. I mean, it looks great. The action sequences are great. Um, the acting, what's needed for the acting is completely fine. Yeah. I, the really, my only complaint is the story is bad <laughs> and it's not well written. <laughs> like, uh, I really loved the 22 minute action scene, but if you made that 22 minute action scene, 17 minutes and spent a little more time punching up the script, uh, I think we would have a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's, like I said, it's a throwback to the old 80s movies where it doesn't really matter what the plot is. You know, as long as you can get from point A to point B and stuff blows up and bad guys die. That's all that really matters. Yeah. All right. Well, Aubrey, before we give a score to this movie, will you watch, uh, in a world where we didn't make you watch it, <laughs> would you watch Extraction 3? I would probably watch it because I liked the first one. And I hope that it's going to be a little bit more like the first one, the second one. If, if I was watching it based off of this one, probably not. Wow. Marcellus Reagans, would you, are you down for Extraction 3, colon, Rake in Time? <laughs> uh, I am uh, for three reasons. Number one, uh, I will stare into Chris Hemsworth's dreamy eyes for two hours. <laughs> uh, I have no problem with that. Uh, two, uh, his wife, Olga Kurilenko. Uh, She's awesome. I just love her. I think she's fantastic. Yes, bring her back. I want more of that dramatic stuff. Out of all of the dramatic storylines in this movie, that was the only one that I actually really cared about. So I was, I'm interested in their story. Uh, and number three, Idris Elba told me to to come back for part three. He literally says at the end of part three, uh, at the end of part two, uh, part three is gonna be badass, and we have a big new character. Wait till you see him. Credits. <laughs> So, yes, I am back for part three. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm down for part three. I mean, I don't know how I would feel about this if we went to see it in the movie theater. I think I would still be down because of the action, but I, I, I'm 100% down for a part three because of the ease of watch. You know, it, it's plop down on the couch and find the time to watch it. So uh, I think that goes a long way. I know people like to talk shit about streaming and stuff like this, but this is a perfect movie for streaming as long as the streaming service has the money to make it. Yep. You know, it, it was good. It was fine. And we're done. And we just wait for the next one to come out. And uh, allegedly, the Ildris Alba's boss is supposed to be something worth sticking around for. So we should be excited. Might be part of why I like this series so much, too, is that I can pause it and get up and walk around and just watch it whenever I feel like. And you can not have to leave the house. Yeah. All right, guys. The only thing left to do is to score this movie. And as always, we score things on a scale from zero to five, with five being the best and zero or even less than that being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Extraction 2? I'm going to give it a four. After all that, you're giving it a four. (laughs) I thought about a 3.5, but I'm going to give it a four. I didn't like 
some of the dialogue. The action sequences are really good. I did like the emotional um, back and forth with the son because I feel like that's prime for age. Uh, and it just, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. And I mean, the, the effects looked really good. The only scene where I noticed some wonkiness was when he was walking to the back of the train and there was the helicopter. It, it looked pretty fake, but other than that, it looked really well. So. All right. Marcellus Reagans, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Aubrey. I'm also going to give it a four. Uh, that might seem a little high. I know, considering, you know, the criteria on the show, but I don't know, man. I think if you set out to make a a big stunt, crazy action movie that moves the plot from point A to point B and isn't super inf- offensive and does what it means to do uh, and sticks the landing, then, you know, this movie does it. It really does. I think all of the everything that I want in an action movie in a simple 80s style action movie, this movie has. So, yeah, I, I love it. Four out of five easily. Awesome. Uh, you know what? I am going to disagree with both of you guys. I'm at a three and a half. <laughs> I honestly I feel like I'm closer to a three point seven five, but I try to keep my ratings accurate between the podcast and letterbox. So, sure. um <laughs> <laughs> three and a half it is uh again i can't keep sounding like a broken record but the action sequences in this movie are worth the price of admission alone uh the rest of the movie has some issues with pacing uh story and dialogue but my god the action in this is fantastic so uh definitely worth a watch definitely in for a sequel and uh three and a half out of five for me but maybe we got it right maybe we got it wrong hit us up on social media and let us know what you think And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I recommend everyone go see The Blackening in theaters. I think that it's it's really funny. It's uh, it's definitely and I I want this movie to get get some revenue going because I think that they it was it was really funny. Awesome. 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 Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, even though I didn't go see The Blackening this week because I was sick as fuck (laughs) and i really wanted to go uh i'm also going to recommend that because as soon as i'm done editing this podcast i will be at the theaters watching the blackening so uh, yeah that's my recommendation too awesome well i will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page links to all our youtube and patreon content as well at sowizardpodcast.com Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There is hours of free exclusive content there. Adam's got about three videos up from our time at Contropolis, Massachusetts, with another one on the way. So get ready for that. Our Patreon, of course, at patreon.com backslash so is our podcast where you can monetarily support the show, get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us talking about all the news, trailers, and more that's going on in the world of nerds. So jump on board. I will also recommend you go and check out The Blackening because I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I reviewed it on TikTok when I got home last night, but, uh, you know, it's more comedy than horror. So. That would be my only caution for people is if you're expecting more of a gory horror movie with some jokes, you're not going to be happy. It's really more of a comedy with some horror sprinkled in, but it's really funny. 
<laughs> there's some really funny jokes in it. And I had a really, me and my son both went to see it over the weekend and we had a, we had a blast. We really liked it. So, uh, yeah, I gave it a four out of five. So more than extraction too. There you go. I too gave it a four out of five. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, check out the blackening in theaters right now. And then, you know, maybe why don't you make it a whole day at the movie theater and check out Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny, because that my friends is what we're going to be reviewing next week on the podcast, but that's going to do it for episode number 464 in a row of the so wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long. And thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Good journey. <laughs>